Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Hello, and welcome back to Bone Thrower's Theater. My name is Jeremy, and I am playing <laughs> Grayson. This is not my life, Digby. <laughs> I am Aaron, and I am playing Brother Benedict. I am Jeff, and I'm playing Demetrius. Let's get this moving, Norden. Literally. Literally. <laughs> and this is... Johnny playing Joris. Boy, you better learn some manners, Glaive. And my name is Jordan, and I am busy reading my GM notes while everybody else introduces themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so previously on Bone Thrower's Theater, Ader and Mar has taken you to the Palace of Mist, and he had this really kooky saying as soon as you all got there that um, only the blood of Walsham could have operated the key. I don't need to remind people of that. Yeah, it's kind of an important <laughs> a, plot point. It seems like a pretty big thing. <laughs> uh, and then, also, while uh, when you went to the Palace of Mist, uh, there was a painting showing a young Walsham with a fairy woman and a young boy. Oh, also, the guards told you not to wield iron. Not to hold iron. Or hold iron. in uh, Or something with hatred. And Grayson was like, yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. Not to hold iron or harbor hatred, I believe is what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an off-the-cuff line, so I don't have it written down. Or <laughs> no, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, and then the king, King Andrus. Did I ever say his name? No, he didn't. King Andrus. I don't think you did. I don't remember. There you no, go. I might have not have been paying attention, just like Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's fair. King Andrus, yeah. Um, he tells and, you to go see the oracle. He tells you to go see the oracle of Prof. Lewid. It's spelled P-R-O-F-F. W-Y-D-L-L-W-Y-D. Stupid fairies and their weird spelling of names. Yeah, like Grayson. Just like Digby. <laughs> <laughs> Proof you are not fairy. My name is Digby. I don't know. Your name does have a Y in it. Two Ys. <laughs> so, I mean, that's pretty fairy right there. <laughs> but it needs to, the two L's and the W combination. <laughs> and that W-Y thing is, is weird. But anyway, King Andrus was going to offer to move the palace and then... A certain youngster, Grayson, decided that he was going to... Speak the truth. Speak the truth, but not in love. No. (laughs) Just speak the truth. And then you all had to bargain with him a little bit to try and make things work. Just a point of order. One of my convocations is age, so when that comes into play, I get a zero point. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Because that definitely came into play in this one. Yep. So now we'll we'll go ahead and say that the king has returned, has shuffled back into the room. It doesn't seem like he got it very far away. <laughs> and he's the king. He could have traveled a million miles. We would never know. But the way the pace at which he walks doesn't make it seem terribly far away. No. And as he sinks back into his mist-grown chair, have you all come to a decision? Yes, your majesty, we have. Doris just looks at Grayson, waiting for him to say something. <clears throat> My compatriot would like to provide his apologies for 
disrupting your peace. Grayson sighs, steps forward, nods. Yes. Your Majesty, mm. pardon my frustration. I spoke when I should not And that is the impetuousness of you. <laughs> According to your nudges. <laughs> <laughs> We will allow it to pass. Thank you, Your Majesty. And we also have come to an agreement that if you would, please transport us there, rather than us having to traverse traverse across three weeks of distance. Please, Your Majesty. He holds up the finger. It is done. And I purposely make eye contact with my three other compatriots and say... Like, follow my lead, and I take a knee. Thank you, your majesty. I'm going to give a bow. (laughs) Not a deep one, but a bow. Like, very respectful. I'm not a man of the court. (laughs) Grayson will tip his head again and say, thank you. And Benedict's somewhere between all three of them, trying to mimic everyone at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to half bow and kneel kneel at the same time. It would be awesome if Benedict grabbed the edge of his robe and just tried to curtsy. (laughs) (laughs) Your majesty. The king says, some provisions have been prepared for you. Oh, wow, thank you. You're welcome. You will find them at the main entrance. Good day. Then he stands up. I stand up and... Alright, Adrian. Show us where this oracle is. Eh, no, it shouldn't be far. We passed the king on the way up. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys go out of, out of a different door than he does. <laughs> You're able to find... the. Provisions pretty easily. It's uh, on a table, um, and there are some servants who help pack it away. And it's mostly food that looks palatable to humans. I will add, although I'm sure that Brother Benedict would eat pretty much anything. <laughs> Almost. Almost. You all are able to uh, exit the palace, and it looks like it's the same guards that were there before at the entrance. It seems like they have some kind of platform that you didn't notice before that they were standing on so that when the palace moves they're not just like oh god left behind (laughs) Uh, and outside of the gates of the palace there is a a, what looks to be like an ancient grove of beech trees uh, just growing and it looks like it's not large if you look behind the palace it looks like you all are in a wooded area but the ground around the grove has actually been cleared away. So it's only these, it's a, it's a large grove. It's about, it's probably about a half acre, but it like, it seems to be separated from the rest of the, the okay. forest surrounding it. It's the mist back at chest level for Grayson. Yes. Okay. Adrian motions, follow me. And I'm right there. All right. Do I notice anything peculiar about the trees? Roll the appropriate skill. You have notice or or wit. Or search. Twelve. Okay, yeah, you do notice some interesting things about them. Uh, if you want, you can go ahead and describe. I would say the first thing I notice is that uh, where a beech tree normally has a straight bark mm-hmm. that 
you know, smooth, straight bark. The bark on these trees seems to be twisted, like wrapping around. Okay. But the tree instead of going straight up and down. Okay. Um, and it seems like instead of growing out like trees normally do, like getting mm-hmm. wider, it seems as they get older, the spiraling skin gets tighter. And so it kind of constricts the trees. Yeah. And making skinnier as it grows taller. Yes. So it's like actually, <laughs> the trees are actually unnaturally tall because of this. So it does seem like the trees are not just growing haphazardly. It's not unnatural, but it's very regimented. Like, so it's plotted instead of natural. Mm-hmm. As you move through the trees, it, it again, there is another break. So it's like outside of the grove break, and then the trees growing in a regimented <coughs> pattern. And then there's another break, and there's one tree that's larger than the rest in the center of the forest. How much larger? It would take three or four people putting their hands together to reach around this tree. That's a big tree. Uh, and Adrian actually takes off his shoes. Uh, Adrian, is this hollowed ground? Holiest, <laughs> I know. Do we need to remove our footwear? At least one of you. I'm Eminate Benedict. <laughs> Benedict would be more than okay taking off his shoes. <laughs> you, you would probably do that anyway. Yeah, no matter what. yeah whether, even if he, I wasn't the only one, mm-hmm. even if we needed more than one, so. Is not <clears throat> what I meant. He knows it. <laughs> but it would be safest for all. Understood. I unlace my boots and put them over my shoulder. Demetrius, you do not look happy with this particular. I'm not. What's the ground feel like? Like, is it rocky? Is no, it, it's like... spongy. It feels loamy. Like, instead of grass, it's covered with a fine, fine lichen. Aside... It's actually pretty comfortable to walk on. George has Adrian. Um, Adrian, ah. aside from the oracle, mm-hmm. is there anything here that could do harm to us? You can do more harm here than anything to you. Okay. I think. <laughs> and he's referring to your feet. <laughs> what this smell? <laughs> well, I haven't taken my boots off in uh, what, three, four weeks now. Ooh, I was talking about Benedict. <laughs> it's more of a bathing issue than a not taking the boots off. They haven't been washed in a while. And as you go forward, it becomes easier to see that there are floating globes of light that are penetrating the mist at all levels. Some are floating nearer to the ground, others are floating higher. There are a few that are above the mist. It looks like you can see small things like small fruits, like something that looks like a small silver apple, and small glasses of like small wine skins. These floating orbs are actually bringing these to the center tree. And once you get there, about eye level, hmm, who's the tallest here? It's uh, Joris. 6'2". About eye level with Joris, there is a, the face of a gray woman embedded in the tree. I uh, whisper to Adrian, how do we present ourselves to this oracle? Do as I do. I will. He walks forward, and he places his hand on her forehead, and he leans forward. And you can hear him just barely say above a whisper, Adrian Mar. 
Alright, I uh, follow Adrian's example. Uh, put my hand on her forehead and lean forward and whisper my name. Benedict follows suit. Demetrius is a little more wary of doing that, but... You don't know anything about fairies and power names. Yeah, but the whole thing is just giving him reticence and causing him to pause a lot more than he would. Previously, Jeff was stuck in a tree. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There's also that. This is why he's only a journeyman. He didn't want to be a master. (laughs) (laughs) Journeyman Demetrius. Yeah, he he does it, just not as readily. Grayson does it, but says his name considerably louder than everybody else. Instead of whispering, he's just like, Grayson Digby. Just a matter of fact, just like get this over with. Mm-hmm. Even before your hand, you remove your hand, her eyes open, and she just goes, <gasps> gasps in, <laughs> jumps back. When she speaks, it sounds like three voices layered up top of each other. You are all here to ask. You may ask what you need to know of this world, and you may ask. What, what you, you need, need to know, know of yourself. Who will ask first? Right, I'll ask the first question is, how can we rescue the queen from the Bay Banshee? Our queen from the Bay Banshee. <laughs> <laughs> Rephrase that. <laughs> Beth of the realm of angels is being held in Ubiyet of a phonic excruciation. Sounds painful. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go there. <laughs> <clears throat> and how do we get to the Ubliet? You have asked your question. <laughs> of this world, what would you know of yourself? Do I have the strength to rescue the queen? The question is not whether or not you have the strength to rescue the queen. Whether or not you have the strength to fail your queen. Who is the next petitioner? Benedict, you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I know Grace is not going next. <laughs> Benedict steps forward and then he stops. He turns around and goes, What's my first question? How do we get there? How do we get to the Oubliette? How do we get to the Oubliette? Over the river silver, and through the paths of pain. What is your question for yourself? Who am I? You are one that seeks the touch of the fair, one who seeks the love of the unknown, one that holds others in high esteem and needs to esteem himself. <laughs> Out loud, Benedict says, Thank you. <laughs> Ask a stupid question, get a stupid answer. <laughs> because I know that Digby is not going until he is forced to. I will step a little bit closer, scratch behind my ear. Uh, how do we get into the oubliette and back out? both at the same time. I need the answers to get through. You must enter the hill of the human skull. 
Grayson, every, with every word she uttered, Grayson is sitting there just rolling his eyes. <laughs> George leans back to Grayson and says, You might ask who's guarding you, Liet. To an exit, you must find what you are looking for. Alright, fair enough, I guess. And what would you know about yourself? During the whole question and answer thing, all that's been going through Demetrius's mind is what he saw and the reflections of himself. <sighs> that's what popped into Doris's mind with the Oracle's answer. So I guess this question will be Will my reliance on time and dependability on its steadfastness ever bring me peace? Time is a fiction. You do not look for the outside to give you measurement of self and a peace of mind. In Grayson's body sink, throwing knife in three, two, <laughs> one. Slumber. <laughs> peace comes from reconciling yourself against the measuring stick you have set. That can only come from within, not from within. Demetrius sort of nods his head a little bit with a distasteful look on his face and then takes a step back. Oracles ain't supposed to give you easy answers. Oh, I know. <laughs> Who is next? It's Adrian just standing next to Grayson. Adrian steps forward. Yeah. He was going to step forward anyway. <laughs> Adrian leans forward and he says... Can I ever reconcile myself with what I have seen? And she whispers something to him that we all can't hear. Grayson rolls his eyes at that too. <laughs> Will the world accept me back into its fold? And again she whispers to him. And he steps away. And as he steps away, he turns to you. And he just holds his hand out <laughs> towards the tree. Grayson steps forward. And says, how do we counteract the magic of the Bay Banshee in our realm? You awaken the magic of humanity. Your question for yourself. Grayson just sits there for, seems like a while. He says, eh, I've got nothing. Then I will give you something. <laughs> I'm sure you will. You will find that the need for knowing will never stop you from hiding your true fear of what it means to know yourself. And with that, she gasps again. <sighs> and her eyes roll up in her their sockets. And the tree seems to grow a little grayer. The bark that surrounds her face seems to grow a few centimeters. Okay, Adrian. Let's find this silver river and the walkways of pain. It sounds like that's where we go. To the queen! Adrian pulls out his bones again. <laughs> First comes off a pinky. <laughs> then a femur. Oh, Straight was a femur. And then he uh, asks if he can borrow Demetrius' skull. <laughs> sure, nope. go ahead. Nope. Nope. I'm going to say a it. sacrifice would need to be made. <laughs> <laughs> Got to replace those bones somehow. 
He throws them a few times, moves a couple off to the side with each throw, and he, he then points off in a direction you can't tell because points of the compass are different in the fey world. That's fair. I ho hi ho it's off to the queen I go. And as you guys begin, if you want, you can uh, go ahead and have any conversations amongst yourselves. I'm rolling my navigation. Okay. You failed your oh navigation. Oh my gosh, Jeff. Well, hey, his wild eye was not a one. His wild eye was the only one that was not a one. But it was a two. So, without any added bonuses, that's a five. Yep. <laughs> Four dots. Well, I have no idea where we are. I guess you'll just have to follow. Uh, I, can't, I can't get a bearing for where to go, even based off of where he pointed. Yeah, he were drunk. We were drunk. You figure that he is the leader. <laughs> <laughs> that way! It's a good movie. So, Grayson is going to walk, be walking next to Benedict. Okay. Kind of says, like, Benedict. Mm, yes, Grayson? You seemed kind of enthusiastic about what. And he can detect the tone of distrust in his voice. The oracle has told you. You don't seem like one that would believe in oracles. I believe that there are, there is definitely a power out there that is greater than us. And that there are some people who can hear that. Do you not believe, Grayson? With the things we have seen? I mean, okay, I do believe that there are, there are powers. <laughs> However, if you think about everything that the Oracle has said to us, has been lots of words that tell us absolutely nothing. I would agree that many of her answers were not what I expected. Were you disappointed in your answers? The answers that I got, I mean, okay, unlock the magic of humanity. That is so vague, that tells us absolutely nothing. Uh, and... One of the first things you said stepping into this realm is that you define pretty much who you are. Not word for word. I don't remember the words exactly. So there's no question you could ask the oracle about yourself that would be correct. I believe what I said was it does not matter who your parents were. It matters who you are. And, and yes, uh, while you define who you are, uh, sometimes the people who are around us can see better who we are than we can see ourselves. That's a very wise answer. But but I, I don't think someone we just met can tell you that. And you are free to believe that? However you are. If I am understanding your current dilemma, you are surrounded by people who have not just met you and who are telling you much the same answers that you received from your. Well, my issue is not that they are telling me I'm somebody I'm not. Is that if that they are being truthful in what they're saying, they have aided and abetted in me being lied to all my life. So you are not in denial about who you're being told you are. You are angry. I don't believe it. But if it is true, there's more issues. So you do not believe that you are who people are claiming that you are? I have memories. Memories of what? Of my childhood. Of the night my parents died. I'm 
very sorry to hear that. Um, does that mean that you can't be the son of Lord Walsham? Because you remember the night that the people that raised you died? Well, they didn't raise me. I was young. Well, the people that you believed were your parents? I have a huge family. Either memories can be altered, family could be complicit, or some of the times the people who love us the most are also the ones who can hurt us the most by telling us untruths. Hmm. Something to think about. So, does anybody else have anything that they want to talk about while they're walking? As Edmund, do you have any clue how long it's going to take for us to get where we're going? Mm, the river is not far. It should only be mm, a few hours. And the river is the border between the Mist Court and the Bay Banshee? <laughs> and I assume you don't know much about the Bay Banshee side. Mm, more or less. Do you have any contacts we can find that you trust? No. Magic is strong there. Well, you're strong here. Stronger. Stronger there? Mm. Is that because of the prayers of the humans? <sighs> Most likely this Liet protected somehow? That's what I was assuming. The question is, is it strictly magical protection or is it guarded as well? Not know until we see. Uh, I figured. Do you have any idea of what the Oracle was talking about to Grayson about awakening the magic in humans? Our legends that people, mortals, had their own kind of magic, but they left it behind. Why, I do not know. Because I know you've talked about old magic and young magic. The type, type of magic that I do, is that young magic or is it human magic? Do you know? Non-human. Non-human. Humans have not used their own magic in many years. So I do use the same type of magic as fairy. Probably some blood somewhere, but so deleted. Okay. Ha, maybe we related. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a trip, Adrian. You don't have the nose. And he reaches out and like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, we're going to take a quick break. Hey there, my name's Anthony, and I run an actual play podcast called Deep Fried Dice, where we play role-playing games. On Deep Fried Dice, we like to explore our imaginations and tell strange stories in alternate worlds, funny fantasies, and sort of epic fiction. Twice a week, we play games using genres and systems on the less traveled side of roleplaying in the hopes of showing off the flexibility this hobby can provide. If you like tabletop games, bad jokes, and hearing stories, then come listen to us at www.deepfrieddice.com. And we're back. We're getting close to the river by this point. Does... Demetrius have anything that he wants to talk to anybody about, or Brother Benedict have anybody else that he wants to talk to without uh, you know, having all our teenage angst upon him? <laughs> no, Benedict's just walking at this point. Demetrius is content to keep his peace. What little he has. Yeah, how does Demetrius feel about being told that time is a fiction? He is <laughs> not pleased. Duh. <laughs> well, is everything. Come on. Thank you for the very simple <laughs> understatement, sir. <laughs> everything keeps going sideways. Yeah. Pushing on his unwavering beliefs of life thus far. 
question. What's your skeletons in the closet complication? All the stuff that Grace made him do. Yeah. Okay. Hiding things and... Keeping things in his shop. Being, being against the law for a lot of things. <laughs> Simple skeletons that he knows of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. He doesn't know all the things that he has stored in his shop. There might be some glow-in-the-dark skeletons in his closet as well. Well, Grayson has been in his closet. (laughs) (laughs) Benedict is going to do one thing as we're walking. Okay. He's going to pull out the Riemann prayer book that he picked up in the basement of that warehouse. Okay. And start reading through it to see if there's anything of note in regards to the connection between the Riemann church and the Big Banshee. Okay. Fifteen. Fifteen? Okay. It's good enough. What do you find? That a lot of the power that is from prayer isn't just from the act of praying, but from the deep belief in what you're praying for. Okay. Not to, but for. So the act of praying in and of itself is not what gives power. What gives power. It's not some sort of, it's not God, essentially. Correct. But it is the... Fervent... The belief in and of itself makes the difference. Yes. But that's the general theme that I'm reading in this reading prayer Okay. So you all uh, reach the banks of the Quicksilver River. It smells very acrid. It Like a... Like Raymond Fire? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not like Raymond Fire. It mm-hmm. actually has like the smell of mercury. It's a metallic kind of odor, a little noxious. Very toxic to humans. Yeah. Is there a bridge over this river? Mm. Or do we need to make a raft out of mist? <laughs> yeah, there's not a bridge anywhere nearby. Is there a ferryman? Ha! <laughs> there's a lot of ferrymen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to fly across now. <laughs> I could. Theoretically. If you want to give it a try, you know. Land you're not familiar with. Headlong into the Mercury. No, my first time flying is not going to be across the Mercury River. I was about to say. Are you seriously going to try and fly? <laughs> so are we on the bank of the river? <laughs> yeah, but, so Grayson's going to turn around and So you got us here. How do we cross? Yeah. Would not walk on it, that's for sure. Well, yes, but how do we get to the other side? Slide chicken? That one was funny. Chicken. <laughs> It's hard. We would have to find downed trees. Make raft. Alright, so we gotta make a raft. Could you use your bones to divine where a bridge is? We don't have bridge. Why would you have bridge with people who want to murder you? Fine. Maybe the people that want to murder you have a bridge. They try to build one, we burn it. Hmm. Fair enough. How big is this river? I'm on on the east side. I'm on the west side. (laughs) It's not that complicated. (laughs) It's always that big. I will fly across. The the other side of the river is lost in the mist. Ooh, big river. I am going to try my fly, but I'm not going across the river. Oh, I'm just going straight up. No, because it's only 15 to go vertical. Okay. 
Nothing bad can happen. Let me look up Griffins. Oh, no. <laughs> you said you need 15? Yeah. Yeah, you got it, didn't yep. you? I did. It's 17. Okay. So you are able to fly straight up. Have any of you ever seen Joris fly before? No. Nope. Joris has never seen Joris fly before, so... It's like, I read this in a book once. It should work. <laughs> uh-huh, pretty much. <laughs> is that what you say right now? Or you no. <laughs> that is my thought process. <laughs> that's not what I say. Hold my beer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I just go up about, I don't know, 10, 15 feet. Okay. Just so I can see if I can see where the other edge of the river is. I would think that the angle would make it harder to see. Yeah, yeah, because, so, like, when you're down on the ground, you can see a lot further than if you shift up. Because of the mist, because mm-hmm. of the way that it, it moves around and, and everything. Well, it's, well, I'm up there. I also look to see how close there are any trees on, the other side. on our side. On our side, oh, we got to build a raft. Trees come pretty close to the edge. The last tree is probably about thirty or forty feet from the edge. But you do notice that the mist is flowing faster over the river than it is flowing over the ground near where you were standing. Well, maybe we'll see the other side of the river that way, too. It looks at least good 500 yards. Okay. At least. What's the atmosphere like? Misty. <laughs> <laughs> Ask a dumb question, you get a dumb answer. Okay. How far is my maximum visibility if I were looking straight out? If you were looking straight out, you could probably only see about... 30 or 40 feet. That's not far at if, all. No, if yeah. On the ground, yeah, but if up where I'm at. On the ground, there's the fog, lovely yeah. fog. So. Well, it's a slate gray sky. It's like, it's kind of like, you know, like a sheet metal kind of gray? Uh-huh. That's the same color as the sky. It almost like is like your eyes water all the time, just a little bit, uh, especially when you're higher up. There, there seems to be a bit of a cutting wind. Okay. That's a, above ground level. Do we have any hatchets to cut down trees? We have knives and stuff. Mm. What? Mm. No? No cutting. We, no, you asked. We no cutting. How are we going to get trees? We must find fallen trees. Why can't we cut down trees? Because they're spirits. Yes. So what? Have... How did you know that? Studies. All right, whatever. Whatever. Everything I understand. Get... No cutting it. Fine, whatever. Scenario. No, can we? Can we ask them to fall to let us across? We can ask. I thought they'll do it. Edrin's giving Benedict this. I walk up to you. I say, I need to cross puddle. You die. You want that? I'm just asking. (laughs) At least you can ask. Sure. I mean, we already got to make one sacrifice. Pointing at Demetrius. Do <laughs> <laughs> we need to make another? <laughs> Remember the, the bone? No. Must find fallen tree. To the fallen. woods. Alright, looking for fallen trees. Search. Yay, yeah. search. Yay, search. Oh, that's not great. Ooh. Ooh. I rolled a while. Oh. <laughs> Are you guys going to break up into parent groups or. Grayson just went off to search. Yeah. I didn't think about it beforehand, so that's what happened. We're not going like miles away from each other. Staying in sight. I would say well, sight, uh, but close. <laughs> call it, calling distance. Calling, calling distance. distance. Yes. What did you roll? A 14. 19. 14. 11. Ooh. 
Target number was 15. Oh, oh man. So Joris found a tree. You did so something that no one else could do. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to build a canoe. I mean, if you guys want to roll again. How big is the tree? Big enough to cross the entire river. That's a huge tree. <laughs> oh, look, that's a wild. Okay, I found lots of trees. 26. Okay. Good that time. So you got a hero point from that. Woohoo! 17. 7. <laughs> See, I, I wasn't sure which ones to look at because you've got four sixes all in a row. <laughs> you rolled the four sixes. 24. Uh, Brother Benedict, you feel the need to start preaching to the trees. <laughs> So we have three so, trees. We have three trees. You have yes. Is that enough to raft with? It is for me. And twenty six only found me one tree. Okay, we'll we'll say you have six trees. Okay, that's enough. To <laughs> that's enough to raft. <laughs> we come back after one. Joris has got one tree and is like, okay, challenge accepted. <laughs> Grayson comes back with four. <laughs> I imagine you all found a few trees and just spread it out. And it's hard work dragging them back because it's a lot of trees. So we'll, we'll say that it takes you... Can we cut them once they're down? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because they're, they're dead, so we can... Just making sure... Dismember them. We can desecrate their corpse all we want. We just can't cut... We just can't be the ones to kill them. That's right. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we'll cut them into more manageable sizes to move them back. So. Okay. Now, how big of a raft are you planning to build? Are you looking to... It doesn't need to be very big, but... Ten feet. Yeah, ten by ten. Okay. Adrian, how deep is this river? I don't want to find out. (laughs) You ask questions I do not know answer to. How big can we make it from what we have? Let's make it that big. (laughs) I mean... Because if it's like, you know... Chances are we can't... Go wrong making it heavy too elevator. big. <laughs> you can go wrong making it too small. Yeah. Yeah. Was Rope among the uh, supplies that was given to us? Go ahead and roll to find out. <sighs> My search? It needs to be a luck skill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There needs to be a resources skill. Like in Fate, uh, there's a resources skill that you can roll. And if you succeed at it, then you have what you're looking for. Yeah, we can. Pour all my skill points into the resources. <laughs> I need this. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. In, it's, it's like, like mechanic that one. and inspectors. Oh, they, we thought. We thought of this. The mechanic and inspectors, but the uh, what? What? I forget the name of the game we played with the matches, and the one, oh, the one, oh, yeah. the one character. Oh, I got that in my backpack. You got that too in your backpack. <laughs> Green. Yeah, yeah. we're playing Green. Green. I'm trying to remember. We need some bolt well. cutters. I got bolt cutters. <laughs> yes. We need a crowbar. I got a crowbar. She's got everything. She's it's literally like... had everything. It's like, how heavy is this backpack? Search if you have that. Like a wit check. Doing it. A good boy skill. Always be prepared. Ah. 23. Yeah, I, I would say that 23 makes it. All right, we got I rope. Found rope. Yay! So we why, make a raft. We just keep using as much wood as we can as we have until we have a very very large raft. So yeah. we use all what six trees that we have. Yeah, and we make <laughs> must have no. we make five paddles. Oh yeah, does any of us have seafaring <laughs> skills? <laughs> navigation. I do have navigation. I would imagine paddling would be a screen. And I also have tracking and repair. 
We need to make sure we have uh, Benedict on one side, Joris on the other. That way we will actually go straight. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the rest of us are actually not doing a thing at all. <laughs> well, Navigator needs to be at the back as a rudder. Yeah, got it. I'm on it. Grayson and uh, Adrian are just helping paddle. I would imagine that you would need a, a lookout to make sure that you're not hitting the... Well, okay. The we get the strength paddlers <laughs> on the back corners and the lookouts in the front corners. So Adrian and Grayson, I guess, would be in the front corners as okay. lookouts. Navigation, steering the thing with the rudder in the back. So what are we, how are we doing this? That's how we did it. We're, we're across the room now, right? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> We saved the queen, right? Yeah, we saved the queen. <laughs> oh, look, there's an oubliette. It's just an open doorway. <laughs> an oubliette, actually, I, I looked this up, is a hole in the Yes, glass. it is. Yeah. So They explained that in the labyrinth. Do you know what the name comes from? French. It's French yeah. for hole in the ground. No, it's actually French. <laughs> it's the noun version yeah. of the word that means forget. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. Now, do you know what aphonic excruciation means? I know excruciation means phonic excruciation. Sound. So well, it's a dead room. It's like a complete silence. Excruciating silence. So like solitary confinement. That's kind of what kind of, my, my guess. Yeah. But just with the auditory. So you can't hear a thing inside of it. That would be my guess. Either that or... That's be it's complete yeah. sensory deprivation. Just sound. It sounds like. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go ahead and make this a skill challenge. Okay. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> to cross the river. To cross the river. All right. Um, we're going to go ahead and. Oh, we're doing this thing again. We're going to go ahead and say that the target number. I have no skills that could be. You have like a search. I have search. That's it. But then, then no one else can use it, and I can't use it again. That's okay. I can persuade the river to let us cross. <laughs> <laughs> would you have anything magical that would help? Teleportation. Nope. <laughs> uh, do you want to fail the skill challenge? We're going to go ahead and say that the target Because it's 30 <laughs> plus 5 oh. per target. Oh. So you're adding yeah, no, 25, and we want to make sure we get across with the raft. So that would be another. So your my target would be 60. How many dice do you have? Six. <laughs> so you just need a 10 on each dice. <laughs> Sounds reasonable. To... Not me. <laughs> Six, twelve. I can only 18. spend three though. Yeah, yeah. So, so I would have a, at least to get forty-two. So it's literally impossible for you to teleport no. everybody. It's possible because I did roll the fifty-five ones in yes. Star Wars. <laughs> it is possible once, <laughs> once. And I think that was with seven dice though. Target number is twenty. Oh my gosh! So what are we doing? Because we are being affected by the noxious fumes, too. Oh, yeah. So, are they, okay, question on that. Are they noxious to everybody, or... To humans. Yeah. His question so is, is it noxious fine. to him? Because he's mostly human. No, or uh, human. I no, am three-quarters. You are three-quarter fae. Apparently from the mist picture. Yes, I am three-quarters. And from the king. Because you are Walsham's son, son who was, was half, half, plus the... Assuming he the was the little boy in the picture. Assuming. Assuming he was the boy in the picture. The king said that Walsham married his niece. Yes. Which makes you the... Honestly. If but, I was yeah. the offspring. That. If you... That is correct. I'm going to shut up now before I give Jordan some more ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alright. So, target number is 20, and it has to be a skill that we can use for this, or just any skill. 
You can use any skills. To I, try. I mean, it's got to be. I'm gonna shoot a crossbow into the air. Right. How does that help you cross a river? Well, it actually does if you tie like a long Rope string to it. to it. You can yeah. see if it falls in, or if it sticks, then you know that there's. Something. You give yourself a line to pull if you. Yeah. If it sticks hard enough, the crossbow comes back. <gasps> what? <laughs> it just circles around. And the wind pass it. In that case, I roll dodge. <laughs> you I shoot think, it forward; it sticks into the raft next to you. I think you're referring to that that weird West yes. game. Yes. Uh huh. Oh yeah, yeah, that. Oh, that was bizarre. <laughs> Shot into a oven. And it All right. How many how window. how many successes do we have to have? Five. Five successes. All right. Uh, do we need to roll to see who goes first? Yes. Initiative. Let's go ahead and roll initiative. That's All right. Fun. And that is our agility. Agility. Oh, that's not me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Eleven. Six. Okay. I rolled three dice, and I got a four. Impressive. <laughs> Ten, thirteen. I was trying hard for that with two twos and two ones. <laughs> All right. So... It's That's in the order that I wrote it in. <laughs> it Benedict, Joris, Demetrius, Grayson. So Benedict actually grabs that oar and is like, man, just like using the long staff and starts rowing. Okay. It sounds like a might roll. Oh, no, 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 it's a long staff roll. Oh, it's a long staff <laughs> roll. Yeah. It's just like using the long staff. Oh, oh nice. Look at that. Now you got it. Oh, oh you got it. Can I nice, borrow yes, please? Yeah, so I got 30, 35. Yeah. <laughs> Give him that hero point. Yeah. <laughs> As you're holding along, you're making pretty good time. Well then. What are you doing? I am going to let out a falcon's cry. Okay. To see Turn out to the Bay of NG that we're coming. Hey! Hey call over for, there! Call for if a falcon comes, I can talk to it. Okay. So this is not like an echolocation thing like I no. thought of at first. No. Yeah. I thought of that too, but I'm like, eh, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, do this, Johnny. <laughs> oh. 15, 17. <laughs> this is so great. You still have one of our failures. That yep. was a failure. <laughs> and so you you just let forth this. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just looking at him like, yeah. what? Is wait, it? wait, wait for Grace's turn. It's coming. It's coming. Everybody <laughs> just looks at you. <laughs> Demetrius? Yes. I'm gonna roll my navigation. Pray for six. I'm trying to think of something I can read. Nobody else would need. You know? And I had seven dice, but No. 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 Nope. Nope. Oh my gosh! Well, you could always spend a hero point. You got six of them in there. So do I. So I mean, if I was gonna fail now, especially since we only got one failure left. Oh, no, we have two. Two left, right? Yes. Uh, two if, left. He, if he, oh, yeah. if he fails. Yeah, if he fails, 12. then we're going to want to start. Eating. He would have to spend two hero points. Ooh. You don't have any pluses? What were you trying to do? Navigation. Navigation. Oh, spend two hero points just to not fail. Gut-wrenching. All right, now to Grayson. All right, so we, we know we're going in the right direction. Yes. Yes. All right, so after the falcon cry... Grayson is going to turn around and yell at Joris to persuade him to start rowing. <laughs> I am rowing. <laughs> I'll let you do it because it gives us a success. Yeah. But I am rowing. I have 5D in persuasion <laughs> yes. and only through 4D in search. So it's like, yeah, it's you actually gave me something that I could actually do. <laughs> 21! Yeah. Success. 22, actually, plus one. All right, top of the round. 
You should have blessed us. As you all are going further into the middle of the river, you start feeling... The current. No, it feels like you are slowly sinking. <gasps> As you pull your paddle up, you can see that the quicksilver is actually causing the wood to deteriorate. <sighs> Just two we got two more. Two we got more. this. I mean, we can do it, and we can we can take one more failure. We can do it. So Benedict is getting kind of tired, but he's going to catch his second breath with his athletics. Okay. Nice. No. Oof. No. Fourteen. Hey, we have a success. With a hero point. Go With on. a hero point. Do you see why I love these skill challenges? Yes, you do. Yes, I'm to going yours. to cast Bless. Okay. <laughs> How will you cast Bless? By saying my little incantation while I'm rowing. <laughs> so we can we'll afford one more, one more. Yeah. That's 18 right there. 19. <sighs> Which is enough to get Bless. But not enough for the... Plus two for my bless. No, it doesn't retroactively. <laughs> no. Well, no, for the success. Because no. 19 is enough to get the bless. Just spend a character point. Yeah. I, yep. So you get another die and you'll yeah. get one. Exactly. Yeah. I'll spend a character point. <laughs> you got two. With time to spare. Now we are blessed. All right. We are blessed. And you are able to feel the power of magic flow through you. Fairy magic, apparently. Fairy magic. Hmm. It's as more potent here in the, as this one's plus as three. As we have learned, is no. Joris's <laughs> magic is just stolen fairy magic and not actually human magic. Yep. I didn't steal it, I'm just using it. Which is news to race. Yes, news to me too. And you are all now on the far banks of the river. The Bay Van Shee Banks. And with that, we will go ahead and conclude this episode. Thank you so much for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater, otherwise known as the Ada Ringwald Podcast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater. Our cast is Aaron, Jeff, Jeremy, Johnny, and Jordan. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. That means that you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater. And also you can look us up on Facebook and Google+. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.